Welcome to the In The Clouds podcast. In The Clouds is a marketing cloud podcast powered by Lev, the most influential marketing-focused Salesforce consultancy in the world. Lev is customer experience obsessed, and podcast hosts Bobby Tishy and Cole Fisher have partnered with some of the world's most well-known brands to help them master meaningful one-on-one connections with their customers. In this podcast, they'll combine strategy and deep technical expertise to share best practices, how-tos, and real-life use cases and solutions for the world's top brands using Salesforce products today. Welcome to In The Clouds podcast. This is Bobby Tishy along with Cole Fisher. Thanks for joining us. We have a really exciting guest with us today. Brad Kofet is the SVP of Channel Alliances from Binder. Um, Brad, if you wouldn't mind, just in a brief introduction of yourself, and then we'll get right into it. Well, uh, Bobby Cole, first, I want to thank you for inviting me to participate in the podcast. I'm really thrilled to, to be here and to work with uh, Lev Digital as a partner and, and uh, looking forward to the conversation. Uh, my background, I've been with the company Binder for almost seven years. Uh, actually, I was with a company previously called WebDAM that was acquired by Binder. And uh, post-acquisition, I, I took responsibility for uh, global channel alliances for Binder. So I've been in, in the digital asset management space for, for about seven years. I've been in the MarTech space for probably longer than I should admit, but close to probably 15, 20 years. Uh, and I was very early stage uh, SaaS uh, leader in, back in the day when, when SaaS was, was brand new. In fact, there were only a couple of companies, including this early stage company called Salesforce, that was blazing the trail in SaaS at the time when I started in the space. So been doing it for a while. Uh, this is the third company that I've built the, uh, the uh, Global Channel Alliance program for. And, uh, you know, really excited about the partnership, partnership with, with Lev Digital and with, uh, with Salesforce. Awesome, where are you based? So our company is headquartered in Amsterdam. The, we have offices uh, around the world. The office that I'm, uh, based out of is in San Mateo, California. Of course, post-COVID, people are pretty much based wherever their laptop sits. So uh, at the moment, I'm in Colorado, but uh, you know, we 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 are all all remote at the, it, at this time. We will start going back to offices though, here in the near future. In fact, I'm flying to uh, to Amsterdam on Monday, which they have just opened up now to American visitors again. So. Uh-huh. It's going. To, it's going to be pretty interesting to get on a plane and, and be flying overseas and, and, and enter, entering a country that's been kind of shut down for a while. You've probably heard this joke before, but I'll say it again. So, can you do a thirty-second overview of what a dam is for those people, including myself, who <laughs> don't know a dam other than the Hoover Dam? So, and I, I have heard that joke once or twice, um, and I'm very happy to give that overview. So. A DAM, DAM is an acronym for Digital Asset Management, and it was, what it's referring to is a platform where companies store and manage and distribute, from, from which they distribute, their digital content. That is their, their digital assets, their videos, their PowerPoints, their uh, images, whether those will be used for salespeople, for uh, dealers and partners for distribution on t- into social media websites, wherever those assets will be used, they are actually stored, meta tagged, and and managed in the dam as that central source of truth of all the digital content that's used within a marketing organization. 
Thanks, Brad. That's helpful. Um, so can you elaborate a little bit on the differentiation between a dam and a CMS and then how they actually work together as well? Yeah, that's a great question because it comes up all the time. There is, is a bit of, I think, a misperception as to, as to what a CMS is principally used for uh, as it relates to uh, management of digital assets. DAM tends to be the place where the assets, as I said, are stored and managed and organized. And you can have uh, permission controls so that different user groups can have different levels of access or access to some assets and not to others. So that can really be the, the repository for all that content across the entire enterprise so that you can give access to the people to any, essentially any assets that they should have access to. The CMS is different. The CMS is typically the, the distribution point, the website, where those assets are pushed out for public view. And the, 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 historically, some people, some companies have used their CMS as the, that repository for their digital assets. The problem is that typically only the people that have access to the CMS have access to those assets. And so they end up having to use second or third systems just to get those assets to people that actually need to have access to them because they don't give everybody access to the website, the, the, the system that powers their website. So the DAM plus CMS has been become a very important uh, alliance or, or integration. And, and everybody expects, by the way, systems to integrate today. The promise of SaaS has actually arrived and that is these different systems can be integrated. And so when you look at an organization that is maturing, maturing their digital experience, they typically have a dam integrated with their CMS. So the assets live in the dam. And then those assets that are to be used in the CMS are then essentially uh, referenced by the CMS through a link. And so you can, you can have those assets still live in the dam, see them in the CMS, but you don't have restrictions of who else in the organization can have access to all of the digital content within the dam because they can still access that content, even if they're not uh, users of the CMS system. So, and, and, and it's really part of this whole third wave that we're seeing, what we're referring to in, at Binder, and, and we like to think of ourselves as leading this third wave of dam. And that is the dam is really powering this overarching digital experience that now people have come to expect, especially post COVID. So, so uh, you have the assets, pushed out to the CMS. But then as you look at the, the broader implication of that, that those same assets can then be utilized in other, other uh, systems as well as part of a, a mature digital, digital, uh, uh, digital experience. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And I think the, just to kind of put it practically, so your dam is where you might house uh, all of your images, all the different sizes, renderings, all that kind of thing. The CMS then would pull that different, those different assets in based on, you know, for example, the device that might be viewing a website on, for example. Exactly. You're going to have, and, and so you're going to have that. And well, and actually it's a pretty exciting thing you just alluded to because within Binder, we have just launched a new capability called Dynamic Asset Transformation, another acronym, DAT, DAT. But Dynamic Asset Transformation enables the viewer to have a very, a very good experience because as you, as you mentioned, 
if that asset lives in Binder Dam and it's, it's being referenced in the CMS and that consumer goes and, and hits that image, that, it, that binder is going to recognize if they're looking at it on a cell phone, if they're looking at it on a laptop, and, they're, and, and then what binder is going to do automatically and on the fly, it's going to, to deliver the optimally sized image for the device type. So that not only improves the user experience because they're going to get the most efficient download speed because it, the, the device not having to adjust the image, but they're also, it also takes a lot of burden off the back end. So you're not always delivering the highest resolution image to, to every device. You're, you're delivering the size that's necessary for the device. So it removes burden on the, on the uh, bandwidth as well. Yeah, that sounds like you a mentioned- factor on content performance. That's really neat. Yeah, content. I mean, with as everything is getting faster, and everything is, and and that's part of this digital experience. Everything's getting faster. It has to be personal, and and this this is like the technical side of personalization. We're personalizing the delivery of the asset based on your device. And you mentioned something earlier around digital experience and how DAM and CMS are powering that digital experience. I think especially on our podcast and what we focus on, Salesforce Marketing Cloud is certainly doing that too. But what other tools are powering this overall digital experience that you guys are seeing? Well, when we look at the digital experience, you, you, you're really looking at how, you know, how are you getting the content out to the user? And now users are, are experiencing content in many, many different places. They're, they're viewing images on, an, on a commerce uh, on, a, on an e-commerce site. They're viewing images in social media sites. They're viewing content in email campaigns and the list goes on. So all of these, all of these, um, these tools are a part of, of the delivery aspect on the digital experience. That's what the customer experience is. On the back end, you have, of course, you have your dam, but then you also have other tools such as, as, as inte- business intelligence tools. And, and you know, there's a whole slew of, of capabilities that are there that are being used to optimize that digital experience. But what, when we think about how it practically works for the customer and what the digital experience means, I mean, of course, it, it, the experience is the customer's experience or the end user's experience. And when, when you have a, a mature environment, you have that content living in one place but then that's being pushed to these different to these different destination points. Another example is the Salesforce Marketing Cloud. So we have an integration with the Salesforce Marketing Cloud as well. And if you think about how what that means, when you have a company that is sending out campaigns, they can now improve how efficient they are at using and accessing brand approved content. By, by simply reference, because now that through the integration, Binder is a content block in, in the Salesforce Marketing Cloud. And so you can, from within the Salesforce Marketing Cloud, you can search, find, crop um, assets right there in, in Salesforce Marketing Cloud and incorporate them into a campaign. And of course, that's so important because personalization is everything. You have to get the right image in front of the right person at the right time. And so being able to, to, to search and select and modify an image right there, it adds tremendous efficiency. And of course, because all of the content lives in the dam, you know the brand police have the ability to maintain brand integrity. So you know you're using brand approved content. You mentioned um, 
customers using this and integrating with Marketing Cloud right now. Um, can you give a couple examples of like how that's working or a couple of teams, uh, whether you can mention them by name or not, it's, it is irrelevant, you know, kind of expound upon that a little bit and how they're using that. Well, I, I mean, it, it's, it's, if you think about it, it's, it's not terribly different than what they have always done in that they're, they're accessing content. The difference is, if you look at an organization, and, and, and you know, there are many customers that are doing this, but if you look at an organization that has content that they use for emails, it's probably similar to content or, or iterations of content that they use for other, 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 uh, other tools or other places as well. So um, by, by, keep, by having that asset in the dam, they're not storing the same assets in all these different systems. They're not having to send assets to each other by email to get them into these different systems. And so, again, it just brings that efficiency um, that, you know, increases the efficiency dramatically. So, you know, you have a, uh, you know, let's say you have a, a B2B campaign, but you may also have B2C campaigns as well that you want to run. You can store those assets those same assets may be repurposed. And by the way, this is another big advantage uh, that this whole digital experience model brings to bear. And that is being able to repurpose and leverage content. After all, the, the demand for content is, is, is enormous right now. And one of the thing, things that creative teams are challenged with is how do they actually make use of content that has already been created? And how do they reuse con content? They add, they can, can they atomize different pieces of content and use it for different things. So they, they can take a video and they can shorten the video and use it you know, elsewhere, or they can um, atomize different pieces of content that perhaps they're using in one campaign, but then they can modify it and use it in another, such as a, a let's say a, a um, social campaign. So it's, again, it's just bringing that efficiency to bear. So it's, 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 it's not rocket science, frankly, it's just being able to um, power that email campaign by accessing that content easily and efficiently. One thing you mentioned at the beginning that I think all of us have seen the pain points of over the years with, with software as a service is this promise of being able to stitch together different products or different platforms and really leverage them in a way like you're talking about with Binder and Salesforce Marketing Cloud. But how, what are some other examples and some other really good wins that you all have seen with integrations, whether it's to CMS or other technology providers that have helped customers? Well, it's, 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 it is, it's really interesting what's happened in the, just in the, it's real, this has really come to, to pass in the last, in my experience, the last three, three, four years, where when I, when I was early stage in DAM, DAM was, we, I, I would say we were in the second wave of DAM at that time, and that was, People were using DAM as a kind of a, you know, they were the people in the corner, the librarians that were managing the assets, but it wasn't, and it was fairly horizontal. It didn't, it wasn't vertically specific, um, vertically market specific. And we started hearing questions, hey, can you integrate with DAM with my CMS? Or can you integrate it with this email system? And it was always kind of an ask, but it was never a requirement. And what has happened over the course of the last, I would say, three years, it has become not just a requirement, but now an expectation that these integrations have been thought through and now they're, that they're out of the box and, and easy to implement. 
And you, at the same time, you've seen a, 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 an abundance, an explosion of these middleware companies that do integrations as a service as well. And so we in, in our business have seen it, it, it has become essential to have an answer to the integrations. And again, this is part of that whole digital experience uh, issue to be able to take the systems, whether it's on the content creation side and, and management side, to the content organization and, and augmentation to the distribution of the content and all these systems, whether they're workflow tools or social tools or, or CMS tools or, or email marketing tools, they, they have to be uh, able to stitch those together and deliver on that. Again, what was the promise of SaaS when I started in this, you know, some 20 years ago that now it has come to fruition. And so give me an example. We have a, we have a, a customer of ours that is also a Salesforce customer, Herman Miller. And they were very prominently highlighted in the connections event recently. And it's, it's a really fascinating use case because this is a company that has, I, I think they're amazing. They've taken a scenario where, you know, they sell very high-end office furniture. Well, how do you sell high-end office furniture if you can't get people into the warehouse because of COVID? And so they, they have done amazing things with creating digital showrooms and so forth. And when you look at their environment, they have Salesforce Marketing Cloud, they have, they have uh, Salesforce Commerce Cloud, they have a CM, uh, uh, Adobe CMS, and they have all these different tools. And what, essentially they've been able to, with Binder as the, as the repository of all their uh, approved content, they have been able to integrate into these different systems and really been able to create, and there's still room to improve. And, and that's what's exciting. They're so innovative over there that there's still room to improve. And so um, we're, you know, we're seeing more and more of those types of scenarios where you're just building this, this true digital experience and, and leveraging all these super powerful marketing tools. So you've mentioned a little bit about how these marketing tools are evolving over time, uh, some of the integration capabilities, even, even digital asset transformation. Like what are the other, you know, kind of, innovations on the roadmap or what's the next step for you guys that that you see in the space or the opportunity that are, are upcoming oh man it's 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 pretty it's pretty phenomenal well what what i should say at preface it by is is you know we were moving down this road with you know creating this kind of third wave already but then covid really kick-started that whole or, or accelerated that whole process because customers all of a sudden everybody went digital and so even old, some older school companies that, that digital was not a big part of their business have had to go digital over the course of the last you know, 12, 12 months. And so we've seen tremendous pressure, but that's led to also tremendous innovation in that area. Already mentioned one of the things that we're most excited about, and that is this dynamic asset transformation. It's somewhat of a game changer for, for us and for DAM. Um, the other things that are coming, you know, in, improved improved intelligence you know customers now expect to have content recommended and so it's the same is true when people want to go into the dam and they need they, they search for something they want to have other things recommended that they might also want to take advantage of you're seeing um, increasing prep increasing pressure and demand for people to know what ass how assets perform out in the wild and 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 so those are areas that you're going to see innovation in and i think also with video you know, there's so much going on with video and, you know, we've launched our, our, uh, our video brand studio and we, it, which includes a feature such as video templates. We're seeing customers 
uh, get tremendous gain by creating video templates. If you imagine a company creating, uh, let's say, promotional videos that they want to push out onto social media or elsewhere, and they do business in 20 languages. Well, historically, being able to uh, recreate that same video seat video for 20 different times is going to be extremely costly because of all the historical production costs. With our video template solution, not only is, is there no additional video production involved in, in creating 20 iterations or creating one iteration, but it's also can be done. We had, we had a customer who they pushed out holiday, holiday greetings using video brand or our video template solution in 13 languages. And it took them a couple of hours to create the, the additional 12 iterations in the other languages. So, so you're, you're going to see more and more with, with video as well. And, and that plays really nicely with all of these distribution tools. Again, whether it's going out through email or, or out to the CMS or to the, to the e-commerce site or, or wherever. Um, so I think those are some of the things that, that I see coming and that are, that are the most exciting. And it's obviously being all pushed by customer demand, what customers want and what they expect. Well, Brad, we can't thank you enough for joining the podcast with us today. We really appreciate it. It's really helpful for us to, to learn a little bit about Binder and DAM and the differences between a DAM and a CMS. So really appreciate it. This last portion of the podcast is called Completely Unrelated, where we just talk through something that's completely unrelated. So, uh, Cole, I'll start with you. Favorite summer activity? Uh, oh, that, that's pretty nice. I actually love uh, um, some of the staples of summer. So I, I was lucky enough to, to spend most of my summers on a lake in southern Indiana um, on a you know, slightly larger than a pond, but um, uh, I, I think just boating, being out in the sun, um, maybe going for, going for a lap, skiing, that's kind of it for me. That or the taste of Big Red, which we've covered off on before, but that's pretty much means it's officially summer for me. Just kind of like nostalgia as a kid, you know what I mean? <laughs> what about you, Brad? It's interesting. You peaked a memory for me because I spent my childhood summers on a lake in, in uh, Minnesota, and so I have a tremendous affection for summer summers on the lake although i tend to spend uh or enjoy i guess most getting out to the beach uh you know being in uh, californian uh, although i also like travel so perhaps I'll, my uh my travel will include uh, uh, a beach in in south america this summer that's that's kind of one of my goals it's not a shabby setup bobby what about you well, I didn't know this was the uh, bragging part of the podcast. Where everybody <laughs> talks about their great childhoods on a lake. Boy, I missed out. Um, I, uh, I I'm pretty easy. And any any activity, including bush light, natty light, or hams, I'm happy. So hams, I haven't had a hams. Low maintenance. <laughs> yeah. And if I'm if I'm feeling like I want to step up the game a little bit, you know, maybe we want to have like a nice evening. I might jump up to a PBR, but for the most part, you keep it across those three. You'll one classy fella, Bobby. Yeah. Well, I like to keep it classy, Cole. <laughs> awesome. Well, well thanks thank again, you. Brad. We really appreciate the time and uh, and the contributions here. Um, if anybody has any questions. Um, for Brad, you can certainly reach out to him directly on LinkedIn or through Binder um, or reach out to us at InTheClouds at lovedigital.com and we'll shoot it over his way.
Well, uh, Cole, Bobby, thank you so much for including me. This has been great and, it's, and uh, appreciate the partnership and, and look forward to uh, look forward to hearing the podcast and working with you guys. Thanks, Brad. Thanks.